right, so welcome back to a very special edition of the Secondhand News Crow Pod uh, podcast here. The, the one where I talk about shit that's going on in the news. Whatever the hell I feel like it, basically. Um, the, this one's coming from my back porch, so I'm sorry. But there's a chance for police sirens. There's a chance for gunshots. My, my dog is walking around with her jiggly-ass collar trying to uh, harass the the local possum family. But um, anyway, I just wanted to jump on and do this one about the, uh, well, I mean, everything that's consumed, American media. Since Friday, the decisions in the Dobbs case in the Supreme Court, and to try to explain to everyone why um, the, the, this goes far beyond, uh, well, I mean, uh, abortion rights or just uh, whatever. Uh, for one thing, I mean, it's not just Roe, it's Roe, and it's also Casey, the, uh, another court case, um, decided much longer after that, that, um, kind of laid out the, the, the guidelines in which, you know, the, the federal government could, could mandate, well, the, the terms or the, the time span on the viability of a fetus, I guess. I, and honestly, like, none of this shit matters in terms of the grand scope of how this uh, case was decided because... I, almost everything with well, but I mean Roe Roe Ro versus Wade itself comes back to um, the Fourteenth Amendment, which was passed after the Civil War. It's one of the ones that gave liberty and rights, and you know, like like all all the shit people expect in the world uh, to everyone in the United States, and of course, everyone. At that point, basically meant ex-slaves, blacks, uh, minorities, whoever the hell it was. Um, you know, I mean, women, women clearly didn't even uh, factor into that. Didn't matter until uh, 1920 when the right to vote was given to women. But of course, even at that point in 1920, so 102 years ago. That meant white women, uh, and even then it was still fairly subjective. And <laughs> there, there, there is actually a court case. Uh, I'll show what the hell is it? Like it, Adair Children's Hospital in 1923, where the the, the Congress had set a minimum wage for women and children in the District of Columbia. Because uh, <laughs> our bullshit, Washington D.C. is effectively governed by the whatever laws that the, the Congress of the United States comes up with. Um, that uh, <laughs> that they'd set this minimum wage law for women and children again in 1923. So not not even three years removed. From women's suffrage being a thing, just in general. Again, I mean, if you're a black or 
Native American or Mexican, Japanese, whatever. I mean, you, you did, didn't, you're still fucked. Um, cap sirens, I told you. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so they, they held in this court ruling in Adair, uh, Children's, I think, I think it's Adair Children's Hospital. Anyway, that, uh, well, I mean, effectively, what it meant was that uh, w- women, by getting the vote, were already good. Like that, they already had all their equal rights in society, so none of this mattered. Why the hell would you bring this uh, law into place? Um, not granting the fact that Adair came up in 1923, which means that um, women had, well, I mean, at best, at absolute best, they've been able to vote. In one presidential election to that point, which was the 1920 election. Uh, so, Roe, Ro, for, for those who don't know, was decided in 1973. If you don't know, I don't know how the hell you've escaped the, the, the news cycle for the past, uh, well, three days. And uh, we have another one, uh, KCV Planned Parenthood. It's another Supreme Court case that basically stood up the right to an abortion. And also, uh, and yeah, I think I think it's important to point out that KCV Planned Parenthood is part of the, the right wing's concerted effort over 50 years to dismantle Roe, right? I mean, it, it, this was not something that came out of nowhere. I mean, this was... A hard inflection point for the right wing evangelical uh the the crazy christian movement it, it, to to the point where they didn't give a fuck how they got done uh obviously the the evangelical movement in this country is mostly based off of uh protestant the, the baptists well m- mostly baptists um you know the the Lutherans tend to shy away from these kind of decisions. But they found a convenient vehicle in the Catholic right um, because, well, I mean, the, the, the Catholic Church, the fundamentalist, hard right-wing part of the Catholic Church in this country is, is not averse to, well, just telling you how to live your life and you should fucking deal with it. Which is why all six... Of the justices who signed on to the affirming opinion in Dobbs, and uh, five of the six, because Roberts uh, shied away from, um, well, just trying to kill Roe outright. Uh, anyway, I mean they're, they're all Catholic, and, and and I don't mean this in the. Uh, I explain this. the The fundamentalist right wing faction of the Catholic Church in this country is basically what the Catholic Church was. Know, let's go back to the eighteen hundreds, you know, um, and that is where their ideas spring from, and that is how they have well decided this case. So there are important parts of this case, important parts of to what I'm going to explain to you in terms of of what they try to do next. So th- th- there's a uh, th- there's a due process clause in the fifth 
amendment to the Constitution, but those, those strictly have to do, as far as the courts have upheld, and, and, and I mean, I mean how the Fifth Amendment has been held. But those have to do with your legal rights in a uh, uh, investigation. You're fucking with you know, again. An investigation. Don't think about in terms of you know like TV show. Like, an investigation has a very specific legal term in terms of how the, the, a crime is going about being investigated, right? So the the Fifth Amendment already had a due process clause. The Fourteenth Amendment uh, was passed after the Civil War, and the courts have held that there's a substantive due process clause. A substantive due process, right? There, there's also a equal protection clause to the Fourth Amendment, which is very specifically spelled out. How the court have used that is. Um, well, again, it depends on the court. The, the, the Equal Protection Clause, Substitute Due Process Clause of the 14th Amendment were used to pass the massive civil rights legislation of the uh, 50s, 60s, and 70s. All of, uh, well, I mean, Roe, uh, Roe versus Wade, obviously, and everything else. Um,. But since uh, <laughs> since these courts that uh, you know modern conservatives have decided were were too liberal and too faction, and of course you know the modern Republican point is that courts don't legislate from the bench. I mean, the, this has been a talking point of the conservative party, the Republican Party in this country, for decades now. Courts do not legislate from the bench. Now, mind, obviously, that's what they did here. That's what they've done in a number of decisions over the past couple of weeks, some of which I'll get to. Uh, but uh, it, it all comes back down to the fact, I mean, one, they don't believe what they say. They say what they say for political gain. And, I mean, fuck, I'll show you right here in the Dobbs case, in the case that has overturned uh, 50 years of legal precedent, decades of legal precedent in this country in terms of the right to privacy and the right to bodily autonomy, um, that they will start from a point and then work backward to get to where the fuck they need to go. Um, uh, you know, fuck it. Let, let's just start there. Uh, Clarence Thomas, Clarence Thomas, who was appointed by George H.W. Bush uh, in 1991, I think. Now, this, is, this is a key point, too. Out of the six conservative justices on the Supreme Court, only one, one, has been appointed by a president who actually won the majority of the vote in the presidential election. The other five have been appointed by somebody who did not win the majority of the vote in the presidential election, which I, I, I don't want to go down the rabbit hole of the Democratic Party's 
the Democratic Party is a central unit. Uh, uh, is it Sage? Sorry, I got to yell at my dog. Sage, get the fuck over here. This is a, this is a good crow pod. Um, just lay down. Lay down. Lay down. Good girl. Good girl. Lay down. Lay down. Lay down. Anyway. Uh, five out of six conservative justices have been appointed by somebody who hasn't won the... You know, the, the, the majority of votes in the presidential election. And these are people that serve life terms, right? And are clearly guided in their principles by their, their theocratic ideologies. Uh, and as I pointed out on Twitter, I, I feel like the United States has bombed a lot of countries for having this kind of shit go on. Clarence Thomas. Clarence Thomas is, I, I, I'm not even going to skirt around it, and I don't want to go through all the fucking details of it, but, but, but this is a, a black man who hates the fact he's black. Uh, you, you can go back through his record and all the speeches and everything else he's done. His entire time in the judiciary, right, uh, who, who thinks that affirmative action held him back, even though somehow he worked in the Solicitor General's office three years out of law school, and, and he made the Supreme Court in his 40s. In his 40s, right? And this is not fucking 1810 when the people who wrote all the laws that we have to abide by in this country died of syphilis when they were fucking 42. Uh, and, and, you know, of course, like for the rest of you in the world, our Second Amendment rights make no goddamn sense to me either because there are clauses in the Constitution that specifically say out what a militia is and how it works. And then we have an amendment to the Constitution that says right to a militia, well, whatever the fuck. It doesn't fucking matter. I can't even think of it right now. Fills everything. Clarence Thomas, and and he's the one that wrote all this, right? Well, it's him and uh, Sam Alito. Sam Alito was appointed by George W. Bush. So again, a man who was appointed by a president who didn't win the popular election, who won an election that was uh, uh, <laughs> decided by the Supreme Court, decided by a conservative Supreme Court, decided in a case, Bush v. Gore, that the court said should not be precedent because they couldn't actually stand it up against anything that had ever been laid down before, because it made no fucking sense. Bush v. Gore was the federal government impeding upon the rights of the Florida State Legislature and the Florida State Supreme Court to decide how their election for the president unfolded. And you will notice in the Alito Majority opinion, Dobbs, again, the, the one that overturned Roe, and then Thomas's concurrence, that their whole premise is that we are giving the rights back to the states. I mean, it almost sounds like Bain there at the foot. They're like, hey, now we give it back to you, you know? Uh, and to be fair, just like Bain, these are insane motherfuckers. Ideologically driven people uh, with, with no respect for how our institutions work, for no respect for the law. Um, 
God. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So, Alito wrote the decision, and Alito is just a, a Sam Alito is just a fucking mentalist. He, he's the one that yelled at uh, Barack Obama one time during his State of the Union address. The, the the famous you lie or whatever the hell it was he screamed at him. He, he's I mean just Jesus Christ man like like if if he was Muslim and then Iran this country would have nuked him or, or fucking drone striked him out of existence many years ago I mean it's 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 insane the police that he upholds. But again, again, we come back to Thomas, and, and Thomas's uh, bet noir has been uh, disassembling the the substantive due process clause of the Fourteenth Amendment, and substantive due process is basically, but part of a well, I mean, you know, if you if you go down in the Bill of Rights, everybody always stops at eight. You know, there's 10 amendments to the Constitution and the Bill of Rights, and usually most people stop at date. But there's one after that that says, you know, rights not specifically defined in the Constitution or left to the states or unenumerated rights are left to the states or the Congress, right? And substantive due process is one of those rights in which going back to the 1870s and 80s and obviously substantive due process doesn't really become a thing until the Warren courts of the uh, 60s, well, the 50s and 60s. I mean, Brown v. Board famously is a case, the, the school desegregation case of uh, 1954 is built off this. The fact that there are rights not specifically laid out in the Constitution given to the persons and citizens of this country. And again, this is how Roe is decided. So this is in the 14th Amendment, right? Which also has a equal protection clause, which grants everybody equal protection under law. Okay? And the, these are tied together for an important reason because, well, I mean, you, you can see how it makes sense. There are not specifically laws at the time of the 14th Amendment passing allowing, uh, I don't know, fucking women the right to vote or uh, just blacks the right to exist. Um, so, <clears throat> what happened with this case is that the right to privacy, right to privacy in your own home or how you go about your medical affairs or how you go about 
I just, uh, fucking anything. I mean, anything that isn't, you know, directly in contradiction. Like, yes, yeah, so your right to privacy is not violated if you murder some motherfucker out in the middle of the street. Right. But you do have right to privacy in terms of... Well, you did have right to privacy in terms of... Um, again, how you go about your medical affairs. I, 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 I doesn't fucking matter. I mean, just I mean, a right to privacy shouldn't be that very hard to explain. It's and also there there are codes or hints to this in the Fourth and Fifth Amendment, the Fourteenth Amendment, and again the the, the substantive due process um, reading of the Fourteenth Amendment is how we've gotten all this. And this is how Roe was written. Because it wasn't an equal protection clause definition, which is very clearly spelled out in the 14th Amendment. Although I will point out at this point, too, that right-wing judges have decided that the equal protection clause of the 14th Amendment decides uh, it, it also protects corporations and their right to finance political campaigns or their right to uh, run internal campaigns against unionization and that. Uh, it, it is terrifying to me that uh, Republicans, the conservative party of Republicans, the, the GOP, however the fuck you want to define them, has spent five decades trying to... It's not just dismantling Roe. It's dismantling the mechanism by which Roe stood on. And they have done it extremely well. And uh, the Democratic Party sat there and did nothing to prevent it. Um, But substantive due process. So here... Now that they have effectively dismantled Roe, okay? And again, Roe Ro decided that there is a federal-level guideline by which states could not outlaw abortion. So anytime you hear some motherfucker say, oh, well, now it goes back to the states and their representatives and how they want to decide how to do this, well, that's great. But the, the, the Roberts Court has also effectively dismantled voting I mean, the, the entire Voting Rights Act of 1968 is basically shredded. Uh, and beyond that, there are cases now, because of this, Baker v. Carr, specifically, uh, that, that has to deal with the districting for congressional seats and everything else, which was, was based on, again, the... the 14th Amendment, Equal Protection Clause, um, that could be under fire. Now, if you don't know, 13 states immediately had legislation on the books that when when and if Roe was overturned, abortion was immediately illegal. And then you have states like Texas that had laws on the books from before it was before Roe was codified, right, back in 1973, before Roe was codified in terms of how to punish 
uh, imprison, fine people who either had an abortion or had facilitated an abortion or who had provided an abortion. Again, a medical procedure that were never struck down or struck off by the Texas legislature. And the Texas Attorney General, Texas, again, the, the second most populous state in this country, said that on a county-by-county county and a prosecutor-by-prosecutor prosecutor level, they can make the decisions on whether or not those laws still apply. So we're talking about laws that have not been applied for five decades are suddenly applicable on a prosecutor-by-prosecutor basis. Substitute due process. Substitute due process. So, of course, we have Griswold v. Connecticut, which is the the contraception case. Think about this. This is 1962. And... This is how we decide that people have a right to decide how to go about facilitating and using contraception. And this was for marital couples. Thankfully, the court decided in their almighty wisdom back then to expand it to people who weren't married. Griswold case had to deal with married couples. Contraception. This one, Thomas, Clarence Thomas specifically laid out in his concurrence that this is something that they want to go for. Lawrence v. Texas. Sorry. Lawrence v. Texas. Uh, was ostensibly an anti-sodomy law. Clearly targeting the LGBTQ community. But the definition by which it was laid out that with any kind of premarital, uh, just non-procreative sex, non-procreative sex. This is another one that was held under the Substance Due Process Clause, which Clarence Thomas, who I, I think, I don't know, 91, I'm pretty sure he's the oldest served member of the court, and this, we're going to get to a real doozy here with him has said that uh, should be up for review. Obergefell, the gay marriage case, which today, well, today while I'm recording this, seven years ago, um, <laughs> seven years ago, that there was a federal right to, well, just marry whoever the hell you want to, because who the fuck cares because that's the thing on the piece of paper and no one really gives a shit, right? Nobody really cares. Who the fuck cares? Obergefell was not only decided on the Substantive Due Process Clause, but was also decided under the Equal Protection Clause of the 14th Amendment. And this is where it gets tricky for a piece of shit like Clarence Thomas. Because Clarence Thomas, as I said, is a black man who thinks that his whole life he's somehow I, I have no idea Honestly, I, I, I can't even explain this man to you uh, I mean for one he incredibly held up as a sexual assaulter before he even got in the court 
So that would make uh, two of the people who decided this case on Friday, him and Kavanaugh, both credibly held up as just sex pests, right? Sex pests. Or worse. Until he's married to Jane Thomas, and you guys might have recognized her name for everything that's going on falling out of the January 6th hearings, because she was instrumental in terms of mustering up and financing and everything else, uh, the, the, the insane right-wing zealots who attacked the Capitol because they thought, dear God, in what world would people not want Donald Trump to be the fucking president anymore? Jenny is a white woman. And this is important because there's a case called Loving v. Virginia that struck down all of the uh, statewide... Again, this is a big thing in this country because states have rights and and the federal government has rights. But the federal government can step in and say, fuck you, we're going to do this shit. To where... The federal government struck down the ability for states to outlaw marriage between blacks and whites. Okay. And for people who are still hung up on the idea that somehow segregation and all this shit ended magically at the Civil War, this shit happened in the 1950s. There's a whole fucking Netflix movie about it if you want to go watch it with Joel Edgerton. So, go have some of that. Somehow, Clarence Thomas excluded this, right? Again, so we're we're talking about Griswold, the right to contraception, Lawrence, the right to have sex with whoever the fuck you want to, consensually, and Obergefell, which is the right for gays to enjoy the suffering of marriage like everybody else has. And he leaves out loving and immediately conservatives, the same kind of people who will talk about the fact that, no, this did not create a federal ban on abortion. All this did was hand it back to the states. You, you will hear this, and you will read this, and you will see this if you take part in these kind of conversations with these assholes. And one, I will tell you, states' rights are the things <laughs> that we want into the Civil War over. But two, it's bullshit. Because the whole states' rights thing is hung up in the Substitute Due Process Clause and their denial of it. But loving was not simply decided on Substitute Due Process. It was also decided on the Equal Protection Clause, just like Obergefell, right? The other two, strictly Substitute Due Process Obergefell was also decided on the Equal Protection Clause of the 14th Amendment, which is literally written right there in the goddamn dirt. Um, and there are other cases. It's like Baker v. Carr has to do with the, the, again, how we district these seats. And, and, and this is part of the problem with this court saying that everything goes back to, uh, this is all 
I swear to fucking Christ, sign on to Facebook and find a white guy with sunglasses in his fucking profile picture, and you're going to see this one right now, where he's telling me about how they didn't outright ban abortion. They just gave it back to the people and, and the legislatures at their state level. Cool. That's awesome. But the Roberts Court, more than anything, has efficiently and strategically dismantled voting rights across this country. It has been ruthlessly efficient, what they have done. And on top of... On top of dismantling the Voting Rights Act, on top of all the other shit that they've done, they've opened the door for Baker v. Carr, which, just like Roe, was settled law. Just like Roe was settled law. But this was one that had to deal with how uh, districts are drawn in states for federal elections. Um... The state of Tennessee had not redrawn their districts since was it, fucking 1901. Uh, and <laughs> this case came up in the 60s because obviously people went, how how the fuck do these districts work? I mean, they're, they're not representative of the number of people that live in them. I'm In district, it's just, it's absolutely... Fucking crazy the lengths that these racist, misogynistic, theocratic, autocratic fucking piles of shit will go to. But Baker is even older than Roe. And Baker will be wiped off. And I hate to even fucking say this, but I had to point out. Because Brown v. Board was based on substitute due process and the Equal Protection Clause. Just like Obergefell and... Just like Loving, which again, Clarence Thomas carefully omitted from his list of shit to go after. I mean, God, look, he, he loves his wife, obviously. I mean, nothing says true love like, honey, I won't strike down the law that allowed me and you to get married in the first place. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Brown v. Board. Is of course the desegregation court case from 1954. And a lot of you don't realize there are two parts of Brown v. Board. There's Brown v. Board and there's Brown 2. Um, neither of them really effectively laid out how school desegregation should work. I think Brown 2 was one that, that, that pretty much said that states should try to implement this as expediently as possible. Without without defining what expedience was. In 1974, there's a case. in Milliken v. Bradley. It's uh, out of Detroit. Or the, in Michigan. 
that neutered Brown v. Board to begin with. And the way the court ruled on that. But the reality is that there's now a way by which to completely negate Brown v. Board and desegregation in this country. And this is the one last point with Clarence Thomas I'm going to make because I, I really don't like talking about this pederast, rapist, scumbag motherfucker. He cited in the Dobbs opinion, in the de- opinion to overturn Roe v. Wade, Dred Scott, 1857, which is one of the predecessors to the Civil War, widely held up as maybe the worst Supreme Court case in history. Um, and famously, the, the, the Congress just said, fuck you, we're not going to do that, and we're going to keep, well, one, one, we're going to change the fucking laws, and two, we're going to expand the fucking court, right? This is something else you people need to understand. Like, the Supreme Court is not set at nine seats. And after Dred Scott, it was expanded. Because Dred Scott was so fucking horrible in terms of, um, well, you know, the the rights to be able to own a black person. Uh, Clarence Thomas, in his decision, in Dobbs, again, the, the, the case that we're talking about right now, the case overturned Roe v. Wade, said that there was a species of substantive due process in the Dred Scott case. Sorry, my cigarette went out for like the third time. Species of substantive due process that went in the Dred Scott case. Right? <clears throat> he is using Dred Scott in the Dobbs case to uphold somehow his warped-ass fucking opinion about privacy rights and the denial of substantive due process and all this shit. One, Dred Scott, 1857. Two, the 14th Amendment from which substantive due process draws from was passed after the Civil War. (laughs) Okay? So substantive due process didn't exist when Dred Scott was decided. On top of all this, Clarence Thomas, within the past two weeks, has held up in the affirmative Dred Scott for two different cases, one of which was the fucking gun ban thing that, uh, that, that we had the Democratic leadership singing God Bless America for on the steps of the Capitol. Um... <laughs> I just as tone deaf as you can be on Friday afternoon. But again, Clarence Thomas doesn't give a shit about any of this because it's it's every every everything that they have done is built. They have a conclusion and they build it backward from there. And his use of Dred Scott, depending on how he needs it to be used is absolutely fucking incredible. Absolutely incredible. That not only just, I mean, from a strictly legal standpoint, but Jesus Christ, this 
This man obviously, uh, uh, this is a black man using Dred Scott to his own ends. And on, on a couple other side points here, uh, on Thursday, I, th I think it was Thursday. It was Thursday. The, the Dobbs opinion came out on uh, Friday. Thursday, there was an opinion that effectively, uh, it effectively dismantled Miranda in so much as you have no legal recourse against a state or municipal law enforcement official who either denies you or violates your Miranda rights. And that's not that important if you're, you know, an educated uh, uh, person uh, of means and you know just to say, hey, get me a lawyer. But, I mean, Jesus Christ, we, we put people to death in this country who didn't commit a crime. We've held people on death row in this country for decades who didn't commit a crime. We have, we, I mean, just it, merciless shit. And not only that, I mean, like, we have court cases that say, look, even though we uh, convicted you and held you on death row for decades because prosecutors withheld evidence in your trial, uh, no, we, we, you're not owed restitution. Uh, if you want to go look, this, <laughs> actually, there's a really good one with this. With a, I think everybody knows Harry Connick Jr., the, uh, the crooner. Who uh, I think he was on Friends, so fuck you, David. Once again, Friends is fucking terrible because they let Harry Connick Jr. on the show, but his dad was the uh, DA in uh, New Orleans, and uh, kept a man on death. I mean, convicted a man who that every ounce of evidence that they had would have exonerated. But they hid that, of course, from the defense counsel and put this man on death row because they wanted to throw somebody into there because somebody has to be guilty. And they, they you, you, can't, you can't sue them. And beyond that, there was a case um, the, the week prior, the week prior to the Dobbs case. And again, like the, this stuff does not happen in a vacuum. They do not choose to decide these cases independent of each other. These are people with the ideological fucking just slant. They want to get to a point, right? They want to get to a point. The week before all these cases came out, there was a case called uh, Egbert v. Uh, Boule. And uh, I, I hate, because like the guy's name is Robert Boule, so I want to do a Goule, Robert Boule bit. Or just like a, a Beetlejuice bet. But anyway, the, this court uh, decision, this decision effectively held up that federal officers, right, because it, it's a federal officer in this case, and it's important to decipher, state and municipal and local police officers and officials, law enforcement officers in this country are, I mean, obscenely protected by a completely court-created doctrine that's called qualified immunity. This is one where, like, the motherfucker can shoot you and nothing fucking happens to him, right? Or he can choke you to fucking death and there's no legal recourse. I mean, uh, you know, that we've had a few... 
few slips from that lately, but ultimately, I mean, I even think that the guys in the, the George Floyd case are going to end up walking because once it gets up to the Supreme Court, they've apparently decided, like, you can just kill a guy. And the problem with qualified immunity, the way they defined it, it has to be specifically, there has to be a specific precedent to what has happened before in order for you to be held liable for it, right? But the problem is the way cops kill people are unique every single time. Like, he could have shot you from 18 meters instead of from 23 meters. He could have electrocuted you and then uh, pinned your neck down with his elbow instead of his knee. He could have crashed into your car uh, w with you and your wife and your kids. And, or, you know, I mean, like, there's a horrible case out there. I, honestly, I want to get into it. Gonzalez. If you guys just look for Gonzalez and you're into just this horrible fucking precedent of how cops can get away from everything, um, you, you can go. Anyway. State and local law officials already had a means by which to escape any kind of liability for this shit. Agbert v. Boulay created a mechanism by which federal officers, so we're, we're talking about, you know, FBI or fucking whatever, but, but mostly ICE, right? The, the, the Customs and Border Officials. Because that's who it was in this case. Customs and border officials can violate either your First or Fourth Amendment rights with no uh, legal fiduciary recourse. And obviously, ju just like with the Miranda case this week, if there is no recourse to it, they can do it knowing that there's nothing that, that could possibly happen. Right? Should you advise people of their Miranda rights? Yes. Are you now not legally obligated to do so because there's no legal recourse if you don't? You know, and... Again, these cases don't happen in a vacuum. The, the same people deciding these cases, again, the same very few justices, uh, the, the same people that decided Dobbs decided these cases in the days prior. Because the thing with all the abortion cases and the thing with everything else so the, the, there were trigger clauses in 13 states where abortion immediately became illegal. There were clauses in other states where it became illegal within 30 days or fucking whatever else. And, and like I said, I, I mean, I talked about the Texas case in which the Attorney General of Texas specifically came out and said that there were laws on the books in Texas prior to Roe being decided that um, <laughs> that had never been struck off. Never been struck off. And so, it's up to the law enforcement officials, whether it's the police or investigators or district attorneys, 
Wh whoever the hell your prosecutors are. I mean, some, some places have states attorneys. So it doesn't matter. Prosecutors. To uphold these laws now. And the judgments passed down by the Supreme Court in the past two weeks have determined that um, there's no repercussion for them violating your rights, your basic rights to uh, either, either speech or uh, defense counsel or anything else while they're doing it. Because when you remove all the mechanisms for recourse for you as the defendant... There's no reason for them not to violate your rights. I was looking at uh, uh, an employee of mine. She has some fucking dickbag cocksucker. I can't even think of it. it like Ron, I mean, I don't care. Might as well have been Ron Wilson. I'm sorry if your name's Ron Wilson. You're listening to this, but I mean, the most fucking out of casting black sunglasses with your little spike gelled up hair looking motherfucker that you ever saw. And he responded to an employee of mine on one of her posts about this because, again, I mean, this is her fucking body. And the way. That they have defined this shit now. Any pregnancy that doesn't come to term is open to investigation. There are already laws in the books in some states that allow them to investigate you if you had a miscarriage. Right? If you if you involuntarily lost your child. And now now it's now, it's, it's, it's fucking disgusting. But you get these pricks, these guys, these guys, trying to, trying to tell women how, um, sorry, sorry, I bumped the mic there. Try, trying to tell women how, you know, th this actually works. Again, he, he, oh my God, no, no, this motherfucker was one of the ones sitting there talking about, oh no, they, they give back to the states, they give back to the represent. Well, yeah, cool. But the, uh, the representation at the state level has basically been drawn down in some of these states where, well, I mean, might as well go back to the founding of the country, which is where all these cunts fucking draw their, you know, like the definition of how the laws in this country should work. Because back then it was white Male landowners. And that was it. And they all died of syphilis when they were fucking 48. Because they all fucked everything that walked in front of them. <clears throat> but 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 this guy, and I, I, I had to tell my employer, I was like, look. Don't, don't engage... With these kind of people. I mean, honestly, uh, the, the the worst thing of these past few years, past 20 years, 30 years, I mean, fuck, we can go back to Bush v. Gore, again, where the Supreme Court just, <laughs> just decided you can be president. Uh, you didn't win. And we're going to negate all the states' rights of Florida, but you can go ahead and win. 
don't don't try to engage with them because when you engage with them, you give them fucking air. All right, they got enough. They got Fox News. They got Darren Grimes over there in the UK. They got these feckless ass fucking piles of shit. They got Piers Morgan. Jesus fucking Christ. They don't need any more avenues. Don't fucking talk to them. And don't encourage, especially in this country, the Democratic Party to keep electing centrists. You know, here's, you know, the, for years, for years, if you were involved in the Democratic Party in this country, you were told, this is how we build the big tent, right? You got to be inside the tent. You're pissing out of the tent. Pissing out of the fucking tent. Nancy Pelosi was the 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 House Whip in 2002. So that would have made her what the second in charge for the party, third in charge for the party in 2002. She became the 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 party leader in the House back in 2004. Dick Durbin, uh, Dick Durbin, who's a senator here from Illinois and a nice, I mean, a very fine man. I'm not going to slate him as a human being outside of the fact that he specifically, when Democrats got back nominal control of the House or the the the, uh, the Senate after the last election, he specifically not only made himself um, uh, the the leader of the Senate Judiciary Committee, but uh, also, I mean, basically cut out Sheldon Whitehouse, who's who's a reformer. In the sense that he actually understands we're, we're fighting a war that they've already won. I mean, again, the Republicans decided to do this shit back in 1968. And the Democratic Party has not had three days to respond or two months to respond since the draft copy of Sam Alito's uh, majority opinion, the Dobbs case, leaked. Which also, like, it, it didn't even change. I mean, like, I, I think we all thought, you know, because like a draft, a draft copy of a Supreme Court opinion typically goes through revisions and smoothing and polishing. No, I mean, there, there are like insane, unhinged fucking bullshit in there. And I, w- I would it, go ahead and find it. But the Democratic leadership has been entrenched for a decade, two decades. Some Joe Biden was leadership in the Senate in the fucking 1980s. And then he was a goddamn vice president and now he's the fucking president. This is the party that they built. And their response to what happened Friday was go out and vote. Well, we fucking voted and we got you fucking dipshits. So that shit doesn't fucking work. Democrats currently control the White House, the House of Representatives, and the Senate. And that's not enough to stop what the fuck happened on Friday. In 2008, fuck it. Let, let's cast away all the bullshit about Joe Manson and, and fucking Kristen Cinema that we have to deal with right now. In 2008, we had a filibuster-proof majority in the Senate... And the House and the fucking sorry in two thousand nine, after the two thousand eight election, filibuster-proof majority in the Senate, 
with the House and the White House. And one of Barack Obama's primary goals was to codify Roe v. Wade, which, again, is not just about your right to an abortion, but it's about your right to fucking privacy as an individual. And that didn't fucking happen. And not only that, when he was asked about it, six months into his term, because he highlighted it as something that needed to be done in the first 100 days, it's a hell of a lot less than six months. That's not really a top concern for us. And the disingenuous, genuflecting bullshit from him and his wife and this fucking president that we have now, you had the chance. You had the chance. Because now, codifying it now, there is no way in fuck that this Supreme Court built of these ideologues allows it to stand. They will fucking dismantle it no matter how the fuck you draw it up. And everything else I mentioned, gay marriage, your right to fucking contraception. Do you want to wear a fucking rubber? Your right to have sex with people that you're not married to. All on the fucking chopping block. All of it. And it doesn't stop there because, of course, it never stops there. Because once you let them in the fucking door the first time, they keep coming back. So, I hope, I mean, at the end of this... (laughs) It, it, at least you have some understanding of how serious this shit actually is. Because it, it, it doesn't stop here. It cut, I mean, it, it, it comes to... It comes to your door next. It always does. It always does. And, and this is the most terrifying part. You know, like, people throw... It was a Weissel or whoever that wrote the poem about, well, first I came for the trade unionists, and I didn't care because I wasn't... Well, okay, well, now they're coming for somebody next to you. And if they don't get to you today, they can fucking tomorrow. Right? Like I said, that, that, Egbert v. Boulay, about federal officers having the ability to violate your First and Fourth Amendment, well, not honestly, your Fifth Amendment rights, without any caution whatsoever. In this country... Border Patrol officers, who are federal officers, are allowed to operate within 100 miles of any port of entry, which covers about 92% of the population. And if that doesn't fucking horrify you, based on all the decisions that we've seen this court make, then I don't know what the fuck to do for you anymore. Because, again, if you're not in that fucking level, if you're not that goddamn rich or at that level of the social stratosphere, you're not safe. They will fucking get you. If you did not got over the past couple of weeks, at some point, you're, you're next. And it's not okay. This is not what the fuck the country's... It was not built on... Some small little fucking 
theocratic ideological principles that you think it only defines to you. Because that's not how they define how the rules are played. You're not special. Unless you've got that much fucking money or that much power already, you're not special. And the Dobbs decision on Friday and the way it was laid out in the concurrences and the way it's been laid out for years, years, decades, they have been building this plan should tell you, yeah, look, if they didn't get you Friday, they'll get you fucking next term or the term after that or the term after that. It doesn't fucking matter. You are not protected from this shit. Is it Gilead from The Handmaid's Tale right now? No. But if you think that ain't a fucking sharp corner that these guys can turn... You're not watching. <sighs> Crowpot Tuesday, Watergate Show Friday. Uh, that's it. That's it. I, I, I hope you guys understand a little bit more about how this has legally been set up. And yeah. We'll talk to you guys this week. See you.